0: evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South the Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across the table from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. You want to say the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. I know, I know, I know, I know. We had a, a one-week hiatus. I'm sorry, we've been pretty good this season. Blame so, Devin. Blame Devin completely. Feeling a little under the weather Sunday morning. You know, me cooking Saturday night is probably not a good idea. Probably me cooking as a whole, not the best idea.
1: Yeah, let's let's leave the pots and pans out of your hands, shall we?
0: Yeah, that's definitely not my forte. At least nights before the show, I'll just hit that Uber Eats or Leftovers or something that I there cannot poison myself with. There you go. I was very careful with my food choices today. You are welcome. I appreciate so it. So the listeners, you're welcome as well. We have a lot to catch up on because all of a sudden, our Green Bay Packers, the season ahead of today, would be in the playoffs after two dominant statement wins over two teams that we had absolutely no business not even beating but just dancing with on the dance floor, sir. I think going into both of these games, the majority of our world, our fellow NFL media world, were picking us to get smacked. I know at least for Kansas City.
1: Yeah, nobody picked us. Literally nobody.
0: Every single person picked Kansas City. And I, I was just telling my dad's girlfriend, I've never seen that in all my... Oh gosh! Now, like almost twenty years watching football, yeah, no. getting old. I can say that. I've never seen in a prime time game where every single person picks one team. At least usually, like someone does it out of spite. I mean, like, definitely
1: not us. It never happens to us, except maybe if we had a prime time like Huntley game or something or something like that. But yeah, pretty rare, pretty rare.
0: But honestly, maybe maybe we had that going. Maybe the Packers had that going in their locker room. Because the way, and both these games, the way the team came together and battled, I mean that term "complementary football is thrown around so often, but both of these games were textbook definition of complementary football and, and the team playing as one.
1: And I think a big part of that was we had first half offense, right? Which is something we didn't have for a big chunk of the year. And that really made a lot of the games a slog and having to try to come from behind or or stave off the the opposing team, but both these games, we came out firing.
0: No, we kicked the saloon doors open, we pulled out both of our six shooters, and we emptied our magazines
1: right away. We came out firing, baby. We absolutely did. Um, it, interesting, because the Lions game obviously looked a little different than the Chiefs game. Lions game put up a ton of points really quickly, whereas the Chiefs game, every possession was at such a premium. Like, that game was wild, especially the first half. So essentially four drives and you're done, right? Mm-hmm. Two a piece. That's a that's a wild game and not something you see a lot at the NFL level, because um, each drive was long and sustaining and no punts, right? Just points every time. But huge, huge games for us and completely changes the entire outlook of our season and what we are looking for and the entire purpose behind it at this point. And our levels of endorphins, most definitely, and definitely our expectations. Amen.
0: <laughs> All right, and we got a little bit ahead of ourselves, but that's okay, folks. We're uh, we're both excited here. It's nice, you know, around this time last year, the episodes were called The Funeral and Death of a Season, so things are looking
1: way better. Yeah, this was pretty much when we started our run last year. Indeed it is.
0: So let's uh, go to the usually scheduled program with I Think and I Know. All right. And I, I know, you know, I've already said, I said a few weeks back, that J Lo is the guy, and there's all these questions in the media about, you know, is he more Rodgers or is he more Favre? You know what the answer is? He's Jordan Love. And that's that's all that we need to focus on.
1: All right. I mean he's kind of both from this. He's game. kind
0: of a hybrid, yeah, but he's completely his own person. Right? I mean, I could go into individualistic traits that separate him from both of them and how they're, you know, different or not, but I'm just gonna take the words from Keyshawn Nixon, who said it so beautifully, and I just oh, I love Keyshawn, love him. But in an interview, they were asking him like, "Hey, do you think that, you know, do you think Jordan's really showing off what what Aaron taught him? What are you seeing from him?" And he's like, "Man, after Ar was here, like he, he gave Jordan Love the keys, and now he's driving the Porsche, and that's that's where it's at, man. I mean." On some of these deeper throws, like when love gets time, we've talked about this, we've talked about this in the past before, where when it was Brett, I was like, Oh heavens, like where in triple coverage is this going? When it was Aaron, it was all right, touchdown, is it gonna be Jordy, or is it gonna be Greg Jennings or Devontae was it gonna be? Yeah. And with Jordan, it, there's just I mean, it's definitely more towards the Rodgers for me now where you're thinking yeah. it's gonna go somewhere good. But just like even even when the play breaks down, his ability to feel the pressure. We saw him stepping up into pressure a lot more the past two weeks, which I didn't think Impressive. we saw. Yeah. Impressive. He's definitely been playing Madden in 3 the uh, the pocket presence drill where that little oh, ball yeah. comes and tries to hit you. Yeah, and you got to dodge it. Wasn't good at that one. But Jordan Love, <laughs> he's, he's been putting in the, uh, the extra effort, apparently. He's it, man. And he's still going to have some misses. We still did see, like, you know, one or two a game. And he still, you know, makes a few throws that are a little questionable. But, but even on those questionable throws, he's throwing lasers. Like the one to Malik Heath across his body against Detroit. Like that.
1: Like, do not throw that
0: football. Do not throw that
1: football. Oh, oh my God. But it was
0: perfect. Uh. The one to Jaden Reed, bro. I mean, if, if we were to compile a highlight reel of Jordan Love's top 10 throws, honestly, Lucas, seven to eight of them are in the past two weeks.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Completely agree, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but yeah, there were another handful from this game that were absolutely wild, and I think something that you touched on, and I've, I've heard some other people talk about it a little bit, that is that feeling you get when he drops drops back to pass, right? A couple weeks ago, he dropped back. You're not super confident, right? You don't know what's going to happen. Are we going to underthrow a deep ball, or are we going to force it to Christian Watson towards the end of the game for an interception? Like who is the holding call on? Yeah. Correct. But these last two games, last three, but definitely the last two, confidence, right? When Aaron dropped back to pass, something good was happening, right? With Favre, it was 50-50. It was going to be awesome or terrible, right? And us talking about Favre like that kind of downplays his greatness, for one. Well, yeah. I mean, also think about
0: when we came in, folks. Luke and I are both going to be 30 here soon. Yeah. And so, I mean, for me, it's my first memory was like, 2000 going to the rams and getting spanked by 40 Oof, that was rough yeah aeneas williams
1: oof so i don't want to downplay the greatness but yeah there was kind of a who knows what's going to happen and aaron is like it's something good or nothing is happening those are the options yeah right? so you're confident that dropping back the right play is going to get made i'm starting to feel that now right you're coming around i'm starting to feel that I don't think I was ever not coming around, really, but I wanted to see more, and we are definitely seeing it, without a doubt. Um, it's it's a beauty to behold him kind of growing into this offense a little bit, growing into his role. He has such better command than he used to. The footwork's a lot better. His anticipation's phenomenal. I, we'll probably talk more about John Love in a little bit, so I don't want to go through everything I have to say about him, but yeah, no, he's he's been really freaking good.
0: I mean, it's easy to say that there's been a lot to
1: love lately. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You're up, kid. All right. I'm going to talk about a player I really wish was from Illinois.
0: Uh, Such an interesting segue. Is he from, like, Wisconsin or something? No, no, I
1: think he's from Texas. Uh, you'll You'll understand why once I start talking. Here we go. So, I think, I think... We actually got a little bit of a player in Ben Sims. Probably an odd takeaway from the last two weeks, but I think we got a little bit of a player in him. We knew Luke Musgrave was awesome, right? Starting tight end. Yes, yes, we did. We have learned that Tucker Craft is an NFL tight end, right? We have learned that last couple
0: weeks. He is more than that, but yes, I hear you.
1: Well, I I don't want to get crazy and say he's like phenomenal. He's not there yet. Honestly, he's, though, he's playing well past two past two weeks. He is
0: he looks like a starting tight end. He, he might be the best tight end two we've ever had.
1: Mm. In
0: our fandom. I mean, I know Donald Lee, but he wasn't Don, that great. I mean, Donald Lee
1: is probably the bar. Yeah, Donald Lee is the bar. Uh, but I feel like Tucker Craft could could start the entire season and give us what we've had from Bobby Tunyon the last couple of years. Right. Outside of that breakout year.
0: We're having a really good show. I'm not gonna say what's in my head right now. You're gonna say
1: that Doug Graff would be a lot better. But hey, it's his rookie year. Let's just let's just be happy with what he's done so far. Uh, but Ben Sims, right? He's the blocking tight end. I did a little research on him. Ooh. Did a little research a little on,
0: on him. Documentary Mueller over here. Let's get it.
1: And he came out, I read through his his scouting report and everything coming out from college and all that again. So was like all right, I want to learn a little bit more about this guy. Right. So undrafted free agent. We brought him in. As a, as a pre-draft visit, signs with Minnesota, they cut him, we pick him up on waivers. Is he the first reverse? Uh, Probably one of them. Oh, okay, continue. Probably one of them. Um, which is interesting because Minnesota picked up a, a blocking tight end that a lot of people thought we'd be interested in the offseason. Anyways, so I, I was going through his stats, and he's 6'5", and all that. I'm like, okay, yeah, makes sense. Big blocker guy. Play the Mercedes role, essentially, at this point. And then I stumbled on something. What did you stumble on? The fact that he is our fastest tight end per 40-yard dash, which what? makes absolutely no sense. What does he run? 4.59. Musgrave ran a 4.61, and Kraft was like a 4.7. So, uh, he's not supposed to be super athletic, so the interesting thing about him is he had, going back to RAS scores, Here we go. middle-of-season RAS scores, <laughs> he was like an 8.4, something like that. He had elite speed. Elite speed, good size. Um, elite explosion, terrible agility. So what I'm hearing from you is that we need to be
0: talking more about but Benny and his jets.
1: I mean, if we ever get to see him, like I'm curious to see if that translates to the field or not. But like I said, he had elite like 10 yard split, elite 40 yard dash, good size, terrible agility, the cone drills and shuttle. Mm-hmm. So I think th- I think there's something there besides just like Mercedes, right? Which is the role he's playing in all. We should be so thankful that he can even fill that role essentially at this point, right? We're playing three rookie tight ends. Unheard of. Absolutely unheard of. Tight end is arguably the hardest position in the league to come in and play right away and start and do well. Outside of maybe quarterback. Yeah. That's pretty much it, right? Corner, too, I think, is up there. Corner. Corner's up there. I think some of the recent corners have probably. Maybe change that a tad, right. but traditionally. Traditionally, tight end's very hard because you have to learn all the wide receiver stuff and all the offensive line stuff, and more or this, less. In this offense, the tight end is such a key role. And does so many weird, so much weird stuff, which I'm excited to talk about some of the weird stuff we did at Kansas City because we did some weird stuff and I'm here for it. But also, fun fact, the first team in NFL history to ever have three rookie tight ends catch a touchdown pass. Oh, yeah! Look, look at us go. Right? And I, that's something I, I almost kind of brought up in the... In our text chain I'm like, hey, all the rookie tight ends got a touchdown good for them um yeah we really missing josiah this game oh wait not at all not at all sorry buddy but i i think we got a little something there i think we got a little something there i mean we already know we got something with the other two but i think ben sims i think there's some some potential there for more than just like hey go block that dude i'm happy 10 b- times a game
0: yeah i'm happy you brought this up when we first signed him and i saw him on the field and i was like why you know, I'm probably third tight end-ist. You know, I can say aren't that. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> and I saw this dude out there, and I was like, why is he taking snaps away from Josiah or Kraft? Or why aren't we sending another receiver out there? Like, Why is this the personnel decisions that we're making, right? Is this basically on a Dominique Daphne? Like, just a waste? Oh, no. A waste of an eligible receiver? And we haven't seen a whole lot of him until he scored against Kansas City, and that was a beautiful play, a rollout where... Similar in a way to the Luke Musgrave touchdown down the seam, which I was there for the Rams game, where you have to have the football IQ to sell the play on the rolled out touchdown, which was our first touchdown. I mean, we're we're mm-hmm. playing the Super Bowl champs, and it's Ben Sims, it's Benny and his Jets. Because I'm going to keep that rolling now. Every time you hear him, guys, you hear his name, you're thinking of that, and you're so welcome. I'm sorry, guys,
1: that's I'm, my bad.
0: I'm not, sir. But it's it's a play action rollout where you have to you have to sell like you're blocking.
1: You have to yeah you and not even just sell, you have to block. You have
0: to engage That's and then get free
1: and then throw. Him. That's what he did. He engaged and then tossed him wide open. You know what the best part about that play was? Tucker Craft was also wide open. Oh yeah, we had two people run a route and they were both wide open.
0: I mean we can get into this later, but I think this was by far the Chiefs game by far Matt Lafleur's best game as coach, and I'm not the one who thinks that.
1: I have a hard time saying best game because it would take me a while to try to go back and, and think of some other really good ones. Uh, Arizona, I'm right? Fair. You know, there's probably a couple. Yeah, other but Arizona, ones, but it's we still there. had
0: like you had Aaron in, still in the middle of his powers, and that was yeah, a lot we of had him Juwan, dots. We had
1: it was. But we had Juwan Winfrey as like wide receiver one or two. But we didn't do like four reverses and all
0: sorts of crap. Like this was no. A this, was, floor. this was
1: This was a really good game plan executed very well.
0: And you could have from a lot of the guys too in the post game. Like, both on offense and defense. Like, we knew what they were going to call. We had a good game plan. We should go execute it, and we did. Speaking of tight
1: ends and great game plans. Should we pause and go another round of I think and I know? Okay, let's do it. Yeah. It's going to be a very tight end heavy show, apparently. I mean, I'm okay with that. They're wonderful. I'm here
0: for it. They've been absolutely way better than I could have expected. Slash fullback. Oh, we got a little Henry Pearson. Yeah, absolutely. Even I was happy to see him. I think... I think that Christian Watson kind of reminds me of a basketball player. Okay. Okay. Because he's very streaky, but very. W- but once he gets going, oh boy. Oh boy, and I know he had hurt at the end of the uh, the Chiefs game. They said um, hamstring sprain. Hopefully, one to two weeks or strain. I forget which one. Strain strains two to three weeks. So hopefully he comes back. From he was that.
1: walking around, and in, he he was walking around in the locker room, and he looked okay, which made me think it wasn't a full pull. So that's good to hear. And he was in
0: good spirits, which yeah. helps too. Oh man, oh man, like mm. we we had a concerted effort to get him involved early in Detroit, and he was Christian Watson again for Detroit and Kansas City. He What? three or four touchdowns. He's had like four in the past three
1: weeks. Yeah, three in the last two weeks, Rex. Right? He had one last week and two this week.
0: I mean, but not even just on the receiving touchdowns, not even going up to the 50-50 balls, the back shoulder fade on the second touchdown. No, oh. the second one was a, was a deep end. The third one was the back shoulder fade. Right. Where he was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I had good leverage on the guy, and Jordan just threw it up to me, and I, I made the play. Love the confidence from him. But also in, the, in this Kansas City game where we had several reverses, one of the times, he had a clean alley and took it. Another time, he didn't. But he didn't hesitate. No. He was still running full speed, and he was going to carry someone with him. I mean, he only did it for a couple yards. But it just looked like the Christian Watson that we knew and loved. And guess what? NFL defense is going to see that again, too. Mm-hmm. And this offense was already humming before teams had to start game planning for the threat of him. We're, we're going back to he carries a safety deep. Now you got what's gonna happen when Musgrave comes back. Tucker yep. Kraft is a dump off. AJ Dillon is a dump off. Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed. Wicks just being in a in a
1: just always open. Yeah, he he's got like a
0: cloud or something around him. It <laughs> says no defenders can be within fifteen yards of me when the pass is being thrown. Even Malik Heath making plays. Like the the sky is the limit when our offense looks like that, when Christian Watson's humming. I mean, once he starts draining those threes, like good night,
1: man. Good night. He's um it's going to be kind of an odd comparison, but I'm going to go with, like, Clay Thompson, right? Okay. So, because Clay Thompson, for anybody that doesn't follow basketball, he's had, like, some of the most prolific quarters in NBA history, like dropped 30 in a quarter on the Bulls. It was a lot of fun to watch. Sarcastic. Uh, but Doodle hit literally, I think it was literally, like, eight, nine threes. He hit it in a quarter, which is wild. Fire. Right? Straight but fire. he's not, he doesn't outscore Steph Curry or anything like that. Not normally. But when he gets hot, it doesn't matter. Right? Dude's gonna pull up from anywhere. It doesn't matter if you're in his face. It just doesn't matter. Dude's a killer. So I think Christian Watson's like that. Um, and just to talk about him for just a second, since you brought him up. I was also really happy that he was a good wide receiver. you know what I mean?
0: Fundamentals,
1: yeah. Like we threw it to him on on a on an out route that he ran well and a deep curl and it wasn't just setting deep every play right he made some good catches ran some good routes which you combine that with his game breaking ability that's a wide receiver one right early in the year we didn't see that so it was really nice to see he looked like an actual wide receiver and i feel a little bit bad for this but he's not like he didn't look like MVS out there where it's like all right we're just gonna send him straight down the field every single time, right? No. He showed different abilities there, and I I loved it. Absolutely loved it.
0: Best game, I guess best two games of the season for him by far.
1: Not even close. Yeah. Okay.
0: Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you looking at that? Is it because you don't have another one? No, I got I got head? one. I'm
1: just I'm just a little hmm, about it. Okay. I think we may bring AJ Dillon back. Oh, AJ Don's coming back for sure. Yeah, but then you start getting into contract and is it worth it, and and all that kind of stuff. And I mm, don't know. That's where I don't know. But I am very happy with how well he's playing. I think he's showing that he isn't useless. I mean, I was pretty, I've been pretty hard on him this whole year, but he's really showed out the last couple of weeks. Even if the stats aren't great, he's getting a lot of hard yards, grinding it out towards the end of the game, especially. He had that awesome catch out of the backfield last week, right, where he, like, kind of hurdled someone. It was the most awkward hurdle I've ever seen in my life, but it was beautiful. Against the Lions, yeah. There's been a couple, like, dump-off-like plays, and that, yeah. that
0: was a dump-off where it's not a screen. It's just that's, like, Jordan's last dump read. Just yeah. Yeah, A.J. Dillon, 250 pounds of him, leaps over someone, has, like, a 35-yard gain.
1: Can we talk about how that was the weirdest-looking hurdle you've ever seen, though? Because he just, like, his legs just went up. Like, he didn't, it didn't look like a hurdle. He just, like, jumped in the air. It was like he was doing a box jump. Yeah, exactly. Good way to put it. Which I'm sure he does
0: plenty of. I mean, you've seen those thighs. Good heavens. Giant. Also against the uh, Chiefs when he introduced himself as, what, quad father? Yeah. Or it was that was, something that like was that? great. Amazing. That was great.
1: But, yeah, I think, I think we may actually bring him back. I did not think we would throughout most of the season. Um, still not sure if I love the potential value of it, but that's an off-season problem. But he's playing really well. Yeah, I feel like especially against Kansas City, like he was just eating his vegetables, you know,
0: just run through people. And that being said, though, he did have a few runs where, like, his vision showed up. Yeah. Where there was nothing, and then he might have only cut back for two or three yards, but it's still two or three as opposed to zero or negative one.
1: He's not just running straight into the back of the offensive lineman anymore. Mm-mm.
0: He also did have a 14-yard catch. He did. Which was on another dump-off, like, last resort. And I'm pretty sure there was a guy in the flat where I'm dead to rights, and he made mm-hmm. a miss. I mean, he, he's... I can't believe I'm saying this. He shows a little bit of explosion in the passing game. Like, you give him the ball in the open field, and he's going to make good things happen. He's
1: not just falling down. No. He's doing something. Yeah,
0: he's not Luke Musgrave. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't be mad. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, A.J. Dillon, I've been I've been very happy with his performance the past two weeks. This week he had 73 yards against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and then – only 43 against the Lions, but it's still moving the ball forward.
1: And they were important, 43 yards. Yeah. You know, if it's third and one and we give him the football, if he gets two yards, that's a that's successful a a play. Run. Yes, yep. sir. All right. So
0: when we discussed this pre- pre-show, we decided we were just going to go with the vibes, the vibes and offense and defense vibes, going just through. Just the
1: vibes, Where you want to start, offense or defense? Let's start defense because we've talked so much about offense already. Jonathan Owens is everywhere. I think Bet he must out
0: he must be training with his wife, Simone. They got to be on trampolines at home all the time because anytime as a gang tackle, he's there. I don't know True. what percentage of players in the league would have had the wherewithal to on the uh the touchdown that he, he picked up the fumble and scored. Just how the with the way that that play was, it looked like Goff's hand might have been moving forward. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But so many times we've seen where, like, no one touches the ball and no one picks it up. Right. And J.O. was just like, that's mine. And he ran it to the house, and there was no question in his mind that that was a live play. And even Or if at it least wasn't, that it was
1: the right thing to do. Totally.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is this is where we're seeing the fact that he was, what, a three- or four-year starter in Houston?
1: Yeah, he played a ton of snaps. He's really our only veteran presence back there. We um, saw him. When Savage is out.
0: Yeah, and we saw him good in coverage, too. Like, there was one play – where it looked like MVS did a Valentine beat, and of course MVS dropped it, but Jonathan Owens is right there too.
1: MVS is going to have Vs. MVS.
0: MVS going to have MVS. Now that he isn't a Packer anymore, I can I can say things.
1: <laughs> Good. I'm glad. This, this was a
0: very bad <laughs> game for him. It's been a bad couple of weeks, unfortunately, for Randy Dearest. I don't know who that is. He's got to um, come home.
1: He's got to come home. No, he doesn't. No, he well, doesn't. Why? Was he going to be? Wide receiver six? Probably. Like, what will we do with him? He's not the wicker man. Um, but yeah, no, Jonathan Owens has been playing really well, especially last week. Against the Chiefs, no, against the Lions. Oh yeah, he was
0: and he was blowing up like screens and dump offs too. Like yeah. for kind of a little dude, he plays very aggressive.
1: He does. He's a thumper, man. He's totally. a thumper. Um, I think that he still gets exposed a little bit in coverage. Fair, but I I feel like we can deal with that to a certain extent. Um, actually, that brings up something I texted you about. We used all of the safeties within like four plays. To start that game.
0: Oh, it's a big rotation.
1: They they were all out there. Um, and what was interesting was when Savage went out, Anthony Johnson came in, not Rudy Ford. Hmm. Interesting. Rudy Ford was a safety four essentially, but in Detroit, you're saying Kansas or City, Kansas City, okay, Kansas City, with Savage back. But I just was so impressed with the with the decision to just like let's just have them all out there, right? They all do something. Not at the same time, obviously, but we would have three on the field frequently. Savage was in the slot. Anthony Johnson and Owens were back deep, you know, stuff like that. Let's work some of this stuff in. They all have shown they deserve to be on the field in some capacity. Anthony Johnson didn't get a ton of snaps, but he deserves to see the field a little bit. Obviously, Savage is going to start, right? At this point, that's going to happen. It sound, It seems like Owens is their safety too. I would Strong safety, that. which yep. makes sense. And then you got Ford and, and Johnson coming off the bench. I mean, I really enjoy the way we utilize them. Is it
0: cringy if I say I feel like all four of them have the ability to be playmakers and show it at different points? Because all of them do. Like, there's yeah. not there's not an MD Jennings. There's not a J.R. Nope. Richardson, whoever. Like, these are all dudes who can also be exposed, but also, like...
1: They bring something to the table.
0: If they are if they get five, six, seven snaps a game, they will make a play with, with one of them, right? I mean, Rudy Ford has had several interceptions mm-hmm. in the past couple of seasons. Darnell Savage had a nice uh, pass pick up on Travis Kelsey where I felt like it was the old good Darnell Savage. yep Good bounce back game for him. And then, yeah, Anthony Johnson Jr. and Owens honestly kind of remind me of each other a bit where they're a little undersized. But they're both thumpers and they're both going to, like, if there's a gang tackle.
1: They're going to be there. They're
0: going to be there. Every what's time.
1: What's been interesting to me, and I brought this up, I think, last episode, is Anthony Johnson Jr. is a cornerback that just played safety his senior year in college. So the fact that he's a thumper, I like that because that, that was one thing I was a little worried about coming into the season. Uh, no, He passed that
0: test definitely. for
1: sure. John, Jonathan Owens, I feel like, can get a little exposed on – it's happened a couple times near the goal line – on in routes. He's, like, late to get there, so yeah. the corner will pass it off to him, and he's just not quite there. So that's something that we have to pay attention to and hopefully does not get exposed. Um, but overall, really happy given the complete lack of resources we've put into that position.
0: Oh, totally. I mean, everyone's a bargain bin free agent or seventh round draft pick. I guess, but not, not Donald Savage. Not but Savage, besides that. but
1: besides Savage. Yeah, everyone else is. I mean, Rudy Ford was brought in to play special teams. Yeah. That was it. He's a Versace guy or whatever. No, he came from Jacksonville. He came from Jacksonville. Like he, he's not a starting player. Never has been. No, but
0: I'm sure that Rick Pitocci is why he was brought in. Like, oh, for you know, sure. Those guys watch sure. film on every other team's special team,
1: special teams. Absolutely, guys. absolutely. We brought him in as a gunner, and well, nope, you're starting safety.
0: <laughs> so speaking of the defensive back room, I'm ask you potentially a dark question here. Do you think that in the past two weeks with Carrington Valentine and Corey Valentine, who are definitely not our two uh, preferred starters, the Allentine Bros, the Allentines
1: the worst thing for you i know you're doing okay <laughs> I, I i feel like i pretty much got it down now um however when valentine ran back the not fumble it mm-hmm. was glorious to see valentine right next to him like i just want a screenshot of that Valentines,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah if we were a youtube show that would be our uh well our little click thing today 100 i know there's a lot of there's a lot of other factors this right pass rush linebacker play safety play but uh you know sometimes it doesn't look too different doesn't look too different it's like is is their play and i'm not saying that they're going to be the answer but like the fact that these two guys one's a seventh round pick and one's a undrafted free agent like bounce around journeyman and the defense has been fine you know there's a couple plays like okay maybe Jair would have played that better But it's not like it's a massive difference. And I'm just wondering a little bit, like, I know we have Jair in a contract for a bit, and we'll see what Stokes' injury, but it's like, does that maybe begin to creep in the head of Brian Gutekunst, like, hey, maybe I can just get by with these subpar corners in this scheme? I hope not. I hope Uh, not,
1: too. (laughs) I hope it's not inside linebacker for us for a a decade uh, where we just ignore the position. And trot out Ty Summers. It exists. Um, yeah. Jake Ryan, you're our savior. Nope. Um I hope not. I, I think Yeah, it does beg the question though, are they just like that good? Right? Like, or is Valentine, it a thing? Well, that's the thing, right? It's it's one of the other. Valentine you heard all through camp, like, hey, this guy's a dog, this guy's got it. He can be somebody. It's Valentine that's like, why the hell is he not terrible? Yeah, he yeah. locked
0: up Kelsey on one of the uh, the red zone attempts, and I was like, good for you, CB. I was like, I'm, I'm, how are you not awful? I right? mean, it also helps. It's literally in his blood.
1: Corey Ballantyne, CB, plays CB. doesn't hurt. You're, you're not wrong. doesn't you're hurt. you not wrong. Um, I think some of it is scheme. I think a lot of it is our pass rush has really turned up the last couple of weeks, so it makes corners look a lot better.
0: That's yeah, weird, especially against Kansas City. I could have sworn. I could have sworn we played that game in Scotland. Because there was a couple sightings of a certain Loch Ness monster.
1: Man, he looked good. He looked he, pretty good.
0: Ever since we started putting his hand in the dirt, man, I don't know if that's just getting his confidence going or like better leverage for him, but he did have the sack on Mahomes, and he almost had a safety, I believe, on Jared Goff mm-hmm. in the Lions game. Mm-hmm. He's mainly using the power to get the the tackle off of their stance.
1: Yeah, okay, he's got to work on some other moves, but that'll come.
0: But power and explosiveness, and then once he gets by him, like Nessie, we talked about his speed, like he's going to get you down.
1: It. One of the things I like the most is not that, but is his run defense. He's not awesome at setting the edge yet. He has the potential to be great at that. Um, but what he's been really good at is a run up the middle. He'll shed the tackle and then he'll dive, tackle the guy for like a gain of three. Yeah. Which doesn't seem like an awesome, it's like a ta- not a tackle for loss or whatever. But he gets to him before the linebacker can get there. It's three as opposed to six. That's a, a big exactly. difference. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the. The hustle, like we knew coming in, this was a, a athletic freak with uh, with hustle with mm-hmm. heart, right? Exact same thing as Gary, right? This isn't like a Robert Enkendiche, like this is one of those guys, Jadavian Clowney, right? Where they had all the physical attributes, dominated in college, but you could tell, nah, they kind of took plays off, or if it was a run to the other side, didn't really care. Yeah, right. Not him, not Nessie. which raises his floor substantially. He will always be useful, if nothing else. So, yeah, no, he's really come on. He's been a, been a good player. We're just moving down that defensive line a little bit. Carl Brooks had a sack
0: strip fumble, I believe, against the Lions. He did. He did. He's continuing to make some splash plays.
1: He's awesome, man. He's he is. awesome. We haven't
0: seen much out of Wooden lately, because I'm sure he's probably now like, the last in
1: that rotation. Yeah, but that's realistically... That's fine. We're, we're talking about middle to late round draft picks. Like,
0: cool. The fact that we're getting anything out of them is pretty insane. This this draft class as a whole, I mean, phenomenal is one of the most impactful I can ever
1: remember for this team. I think from top to bottom is the most impactful that we have seen. Top to bottom, and especially with the receivers and everything. Oh gosh, I can just get a whole
0: tangent here. I'll try not to, yeah. but it's it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, there are honestly. other
1: single years where maybe you're like rookie Jair was phenomenal. Like maybe he kind of really brings his class up or, or something like that. But um, in totality, in totality, I think. The amount of starters we've gotten out of this draft class is ridiculous. And they're not just starting because we have nobody else. Although that is the case in some in some spots. In some spots, but they're also playing up to it. Like Valentine.
0: Yeah, Valentine's been absolutely wonderful. Um anyone else on the defensive line? I mean, Kenny Clark balled out Devontae Wyatt, did almost have a sack.
1: Kenny Clark's played really well the last couple weeks. Um Wyatt's been good. Definitely want to see more from him,
0: but we've seen um, I feel like more signs the past couple of weeks. There there's was, been more
1: signs. There's been more signs. Like you said,
0: Brooks has been really good. Um, I think in one of the Gary sacks. It was like either Gary or Kenny Clark against the Chiefs, which are oh, by the way, three sacks in the red zone has never happened to Patrick Mahomes, as per whatever platform that was on NBC, ABC, whatever NBC. the game was on. Got to got a, you know, shout out our sources, right? But uh, yeah, oh, the uh, national
1: broadcast was the source. <laughs>
0: I mean, we also have a national broadcast. Just got a game respects game. True. But, yeah, I think that Kenny Clark, like, flushed him, and then it should have been a half Mm -hmm. sack for Devontae Wyatt because Mahomes was stepping up, and Clark or Gary, whoever it was, probably would have got him. But then Wyatt was just like, okay, I'll take you. Goodbye.
1: Gary's been really good. Gary had three sacks against the Lions. And then had another one against the Chiefs. And even if he wasn't the one
0: getting the sacks against the Chiefs, he was 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 the one who was was collapsing.
1: He was a problem. Preston's been really
0: good. Turn back the clock.
1: He had a, a what should have been a strip sack recovery against the Lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't know where this pass rush came from because it's not like we're blitzing a ton. I mean, we're blitzing Quay, but we've been blitzing Quay all year.
0: We might just be playing better on the back end and maybe some different stunts up front. But I agree. We're not doing anything crazy exotic.
1: No. Although I will say I did see a uh, a NASCAR package. I don't know what they call it, what Joe Barry calls it. But I did see there was one man with the hand in the dirt and, like, five dudes standing at the line of scrimmage, and I was so excited to see it. Did
0: we do anything with it?
1: I don't really think. I saw one play. I don't think anything happened, but I was still so excited about it. I I miss when we would do that with, like, Nick Perry and Clay Matthews, and there's just people milling about, and all of a sudden Charles Woodson's coming off the edge, and loved it.
0: I mean, now we've talked about this in the offseason. We literally talked about the NASCAR package as a possibility because you have Rashawn Gary, you have Nessie, you have Preston,
1: all um, similar, Anigbari. big bodies that are, especially though the first three, like those are defensive end bodies. Totally. So, yeah, you can you can do whatever you want with them.
0: You can send them inside where the guys are a little more powerful, but not as you know shifty in between because the tackles have to have better feet. I mean, there is just a whole lot of different mismatches you Ooh. can you can make. I want to see Carl Brooks. Put him in that too. I mean, he can be the fourth or fifth. You, down. Might,
1: you might as well. Right No, I want to see him coming off the edge against tackle. That's what he did in college. I want my three hundred pound outside linebacker
0: back when he was the outside linebacker for the draft
1: correct still makes me cringe a little bit i mean that's what he played
0: but okay again when we when i went and watched film on him it was all from the
1: nascar spot that's just kind of what that defense did but i I understand he i I want to see it. i want him to be on the nascar package he's got that pass rush ability to linebacker i think Devon rage had a couple rough weeks you think he's washed i don't think he's washed i think coming off A lot of injuries. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely getting to the point where if he doesn't come back, then yeah, he might be washed, just age-wise. Like He's 30, 31 now? Yeah. So we're to the point where he could be or he could not be, right? Well, those are the two options, Luke. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Just are those injuries going to nag him and kind of stick with him? Will he ever get back to baseline?
0: Don't know. And it's, a, so. it's also an interesting question because now we do have the emergence of Mr. Thanksgiving himself, Isaiah McStuffy.
1: Yeah, no, he's been playing really well. Uh, you still have to realize that he's limited in certain respects, but Yeah, he's like the okay.
0: traditional, we've had like number two linebackers in the past before where they are much better against the run. He's mm-hmm. a Desmond Bishop. He's a Antonio Morrison for two weeks. Mm-hmm. He's that sort of guy. But he plays with a hair on fire.
1: He goes no, after I, fumbles. I love the effort. I love what he does. Like you said, stuff the run. Love that. Quay's been fine.
0: He had a really good pass pickup I think it was Kelsey.
1: I, or, no, yeah. Laporta. 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 The it was yeah. Laporta. He had really good coverage against Laporta. Um, who's arguably the best rookie tight end ever at this point, production wise. Fair. Uh ben you know, Zim's. He's, he's looked pretty good. <laughs> Benson's was right up there. <laughs> he's looked per- he's looked pretty good. I still want to see another step from Kway. Um, but we'll see. He's been he's been fine. But the way the back end and the front end are playing. We can get away with fine an inside backer.
0: Totally. I just there were a couple plays against Kansas City where it felt like it was Devontae Campbell's zone that Kelsey was chilling and wide open. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing the play art, so I can't really tell you if he was in yellow or something was supposed to be in purple or where the the mishap was.
1: But it looked like it was on him. There's, now, to be fair, turn on any Kansas City game and you'll see Travis Kelsey with nobody around him for 15 yards, and I never understand it. Him and Dontavian works are the exact same. They do. They have the same ability. That bubble, whatever it is. Yep.
0: They absolutely do. Stay away from me. The I don't know what it is. Repello? Maybe it's a spell. Well, Harry Potter gone. Could be. It's magic. Could be. Speaking of magic, offense we go? Offense we go. I mean, I've already given my praise for Jordan Love. I feel like there was more that you wanted to say based on my I know.
1: Yeah, so he's just... He's playing really good, man. He's playing really, really good. Um, the last couple weeks have been kind of a, a coming out party for him, so... Coming into the year, really wanted to see what we got with him. That was the, the whole point of this year, essentially, was to just be like, what's Jordan Love? Is he it? Is he not? Exactly. Um, beginning of the year, showed a lot of flashes, then kind of went through a pretty long um, rough patch there. He looks like a different quarterback right now. The confidence, you, you could just see it when he drops back, right? The confidence he has. The play styles changed a little bit. You can tell that things have slowed down. His anticipation is through the roof. I don't know if you got a chance His to watch anticipation the anticipation is insane. If you got a chance to watch the QB school by J- JTO Sullivan for this week, but it is, this week. it is impressive, right? And I think we're hitting a lot of, or not a lot, but we're hitting some out routes and stuff like that. There's the the kind of like arm punt thing that to Romeo that was phenomenal. That I'll talk about in a second, but. I'm with you. I think my favorite play was probably that first Christian touchdown, right, where he feels the pressure, steps up, resets in the middle of chaos. Like, there's still people in his face, and then just, boom, there you go. Perfect pass. That is not a play he made a month ago, right?
0: No, and a lot of quarterbacks aren't going to make that, especially with having to step up. And then there still was pressure. Like, it was the right spot to go, but Josh Meyer still had a guy in his face, and the platform wasn't perfect, but he did his best to set his feet. And I
1: wouldn't have blamed him for running at that
0: point no heavens no But beautiful poise mm. beautiful vision hell of a throw
1: kept his eyes up
0: like you were saying though like you were bringing up the uh the throw to romeo i was like oh my god where is this going and then it was just a
1: miracle i saw all the chiefs and i'm like what how is this gonna work and then just dropped it out of the goddamn sky like just doo, there
0: it is right from the heavens into the yep. bread basket and what's funny is that there were chiefs celebrating like one of the corners yeah. from the opposite side thought it was a pick for sure and Nope. I think Jordan saw it was probably like a cover three where you had the linebacker, Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin, was going to be carrying to help. And he did his best, but once Romeo had a, had a step on that slot fade, Jordan's like, that's mine. And that's a throw that we've seen him make over the years, even in preseason
1: before. Like, that's one of his favorites. Normally, there isn't that much safety help. No, there's you know not. what I mean? Like, normally, there's nobody back there. No, it's he, just, he you just got to beat the guy.
0: He came down real quick,
1: which thankfully he kind of turned the wrong way, but. Yeah, the funny part, my favorite part of that play was kind of watching Romeo try to find the football. That yeah, was fun. Yeah, he, he like looks back and then on the JTL Sullivan QB school the, he counted the steps and Romeo's running for four full strides looking back and he has no idea where the football <laughs> is. Then all of a sudden he looks up and just poop, there it is. Catches it. Because I mean, he was looking at like a dart and nope, never mind. It's like... airmail. Yeah. It's like someone throwing a I mean, they brought it up in the broadcast, but it's like you're playing bags, you know, playing cornhole. Just drop that thing right in there. It was beautiful. I mean, when he threw that ball, I'm like, what is, what are we doing? But I think I said, oh,
0: God. And then it was, oh, yes. Like very, very quickly after
1: Um, the second Christian Watson touchdown. That was that was dirty. I mean, that's that's a throw. Right. That shoulder. That dude is not open. And it was was
0: wasn't a fourth down. I'm pretty uh, sure it was. I don't think it was fourth down. It was third or fourth. It I was. It was, it was a very key play, and that was a very contested throw. I mean, if you watch the replay, like he hit him. It was a perfect throw. Yeah, exactly the right time, right throw. spot. You can't. You can't defend that. You can't ask for anything more as a quarterback, and then as the receiver too. Christian Watson, strong hands going up, getting that ball. We've talked about it before in this season, having to use those hands. You know, you gotta, you gotta put them together. You gotta use your muscles, bring it, bring it back in down. Exactly what he did. Good footwork, too, using his body
1: to protect the ball. I think, well, he threw that ball. If you go back and watch it, when he actually started the throwing motion, Christian wasn't even in the end zone yet, right? When he kind of, like, starts to separate his hands and cock back. And when the ball gets released, Christian's, like, at the front of the end zone. Like, the dude is on him. Like, there is nowhere to throw that football. That's... Trust. That's trust. That's a ton of anticipation, right? You know where he's going to be, so I'm going to put it right here where only he can get it. Phenomenal. What I also liked on that play was that Jaden Reed was kind of open on a crosser going the other direction. Not like super open, but definitely like open enough that it was there if we wanted it, I think. I mean, you could be
0: draped on a Jaden Reed's back, and he's still going to catch it.
1: Right. But even going back to this, this QB school episode was like, that was one of my favorite parts. It was not just watching what the play was doing, but we had a ton of open people that were not the people that got the football. And that's really good to see.
0: It seems like that was
1: a very common trend throughout both of these games. Yes. Yes, it was. We were definitely popping people open. Good job, LaFleur.
0: But even we weren't popping people open, I mean, Christian Watson did have a couple nice catches that were contested that we've talked about, Mm -hmm. but Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed, like they are definitely showing up as possession receivers, taking, you know, contested balls across the middle. I think my favorite throw might be now that I'm thinking about it, the um the Jaden Reed touchdown against Detroit where Christian Watson ran the wrong route and it was like three slants all at the same time. And there I there was like don't,
1: a half a centimeter to put that ball into. I've watched yeah. that fifteen times and I still
0: my brain cannot understand.
1: It was gonna be a tight throw thrown. if Christian didn't run the wrong route and then it just at like it teleported through Christian. I have no idea.
0: No idea. That just makes absolutely no sense when you watch it. Yeah, I mean, guys, especially Romeo, like there's been a lot of, like he's talking about with the anticipation where Jordan's, you know, kill back to throw it. And he's, he's not even cut on the route yet. Mm-hmm. A lot of these like 10, 12 yard ins, he hits him, and the dude is draped all over him, but he hits it right in the proper spot, right on the cut of the break. So even if the dude's on his back, like he's not going to get in front of the ball in time, it's looked like a completely different quarterback than what we were seeing in, you know, week two,
1: three, four, five. And it seems like one of his favorite plays, um, is kind of this max protect. There's really only two people on the routes. We started that. We kind of opened the game with it. To, it was the deep curl to Christian. Mm-hmm. And then we tried to hit it to Heath later in the game. It was uh, Wicks and Heath the second time. Um, and they kind of broke down that play. And it, it looks like they're either one or both of them are post routes that turn into an option deep curl if the safety's over the top. Right. The first time both receivers cut it off. Second time, Wicks took a deep. Malik Heath cut it off. Um, That was one of my favorite throws. It was an incompletion to Malik Heath, but it hit him right in the hands, right like at, at his face mask level. And he threw it past the ear hole of Leo Chanel, the linebacker who was running back to try to find find a guy yeah. right, to go cover. And that really reminded me of, of kind of an Aaron thing. So how many times did we see Aaron put a football like, three inches away from the defender's helmet because he was like, well, he's not looking, right? Yeah, he's not. It's it's ridiculous. Like, that's a ridiculous throw to make because you have trust that, like, I'm going to throw it there. I know it's going to be a super tight window. And Leo Chanel flashed in front of Malik Heath, and I think that's why he dropped it, right? kind of got in his line of sight from the football. But I thought that was that was an incredible throw of trust, and that is probably not one that he makes once again like a month or two ago. That's like, I'm feeling good. I can put this ball exactly right where I want.
0: Another part of Jordan's game that we should discuss, and if you thought I was going to forget it.
1: I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> didn't we make a bet at some point about Jordan Love and his wheels? And I I remember distinctly, I was going to say, go 20 yards. And you were like, no, no, not a 20-yard rush and That's not Twenty five, thirty, He already had 30, what was it? The bet was 30 or 35, and you ran for, like, 38 on a read option keeper to death against Detroit.
1: 35, and I 35. think you ran for 37, yeah.
0: And, I mean, that was with him sliding. Now, I'm, I'm happy he did that. We need him long term, and especially with guys coming from behind you. We've seen the peanut punch. It was the smart call to slide. But well, he you, was going to get
1: caught, yeah. I mean,
0: can you imagine, though, if if the game was in more jeopardy and he just kept going? Like, he could have trucked somebody. Those are defensive backs chasing him. I wouldn't be surprised if it would have been 40, 45.
1: Yeah, I think he definitely could have gotten more out of it. Or at least
0: just fall and stumble forward.
1: I will say, if he was an actual fast quarterback, he scores. Or he could score. He's fast enough. He's really not. He's fast enough. He's really not fast. He's the same 40 times as Aaron Rodgers. He looks faster. They're literally .0. It's because he looks more athletic. But coming out of college, they're identical speed. Don't hate on my quarterback. Not identical. They're .01 seconds off. Don't hate my quarterback, please. I am mean, not hating I'm just saying like that's that's the I've t- we talked about this he's a very natural runner of the football not a super fast runner of the football but he looks way more comfortable way more natural than Aaron did now part of that's because like the 2000s had much bigger shoulder pads I think just looks a little more awkward No, oh, totally but that's okay
0: anything else in offense you want to touch on I feel like we've hit a lot
1: <laughs> yes tight end screen Rasheed Walker robbed us of the best play call of the game
0: that also randomly reminded me on defense when T.J. Slayton like volleyball spiked the ball. That's all I wanted to say. That
1: was phenomenal, amazing. gave us <laughs> gave us a chance for a pick. Um, but yeah, so we we were in the red zone, right? Um, Justin Reed, their safety, was kind of walked down. Looked like he he ended up after rewatching. Looked like he had uh, Tucker Craft and man probably, and something that their defense does because they're super aggressive. Um, was if you have like the tight end a man, this isn't just them, but even then, the tight end stays in and blocks, you get the go ahead, the green lights that come and blitz, right? So the entire offense blocks to the right, except Sheed Walker. He does not. Of course not. He blocks the guy that's like kind of straight up, kind of to the left shade of him, which means the guy between him and Jenkins gets a free run at Jordan Love. When the guy that's designed to get a free run is the guy to the left of Rasheed Walker, right? Give Jordan Love couple more seconds and also well, actually yeah so Tucker Craft block that guy the guy that's to the left of Rasheed Walker Justin Reed then is going to come then Tucker Craft will shed and be wide open if you go back and watch that replay there's literally no one on that side of the field it's Tucker Craft there's no safety there's no corner it's Tucker Craft and literally no one within like 40 yards of him besides the defensive lineman like that is it killing me Kill me, Rashid. But because Rashid picked the wrong guy, really the rest of the line blocked right. Just took the guy to the right cap. That's uh, so what you get
0: when you have a number 63 playing tackle. I mean, He's definitely more of a guard. Man, that, number. Is,
1: that was an awesome play call. Perfect time. Dude could have walked 20 yards into the end zone. No one would have caught him. Like, just wide open. But pressure, have to get rid of it too early. Tucker can't get it because it's, you know, off his hand. There's too many people, too much congestion. But what a call! What, what a, call. a call! What scouting? What coaching? Realizing that's what they do. Yep. Um, n- another couple things. We had a ton of of motion with the fullback, which was hilarious. Henry Pearson. I told Just my dad it running was like, all over the place.
0: He looks like he was in a uh, extra uh, Roh- Rohirrim rider. Mm. little Rohan, Lord of the Rings reference. Yep. He totally fits that.
1: I, I love it. I love that he's 44. What he's, a fullback He's number. got some speed, too. I mean, I, feel, I felt bad for it because, like, I, I played fullback freshman year in high school, and, like, we did not have to do a million motions running all over the place. That would have been terrible to have to do all that pre-snap. But yeah, I'm not even saying he's adding a ton, but I just like that we're just doing weird stuff with him. Or even on a lot of the pass plays, we're, like, pulling backside tight ends and guards to to move the pocket to move the pocket to the front end doing tons of stuff like that. I think I texted you guys at some point that the motion was causing. Yeah. It was AJ Dillon's longest run with the motion caused that right. Linebackers took a false step to the wrong direction. AJ found the backside. Boom. 10 yard run.
0: It's like, we've been begging for this for weeks and months. I mean, even years of points in the show. And then it's like, look, like the Chiefs game especially was a game where it's like, this is how the LaFleur offense is supposed to work. It's mm-hmm. not going to be that pretty every time, but that's why that's why you attack them horizontally. That's why you send people in motion. That's why you have a lot of like deep over-routes. I noticed yep. a lot of that too, is we've been hitting teams more aggressively horizontally with those yep. routes. We can just outrun people and find space with the occasional deep shot. I mean, we started the game in Detroit deep shot with, a, with a Christian Watson deep shot, which is a beautiful throw by Love. People are going to say it's underthrown, but it was gorgeous. And what a statement too. Just think about how Matt LaFleur has called these past two games. What a statement we're making. Well, did it's... you hear
1: about that first play?
0: Oh yeah, that he didn't want
1: to Yeah, he didn't want to and Jordan said keep it. Love that. Man's got love heart. that confidence. Man's got
0: some good confidence.
1: Just really, really well, really well done from LaFleur and the game plan. We're doing a bunch of weird stuff. Like I said earlier. A lot a lot of the motions odd. Um But it's good, man. It's good. And we have so much that we can run and we have run off of it, right? We're doing like fake sweeps to the right and pulling people to the right and then throwing to the left. You put that on tape and all of a sudden people expect you to not run the sweep, you run that sweep, it's wide open.
0: Yeah, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't, sort of thing. When everything looks the same. We've talked about it plenty of times. Like marrying the run and play action. What is even just with the run and play action? But Mm -hmm. it's just that those type of looks. Jet sweeps, quick screens. You can have stuff that works off of each other, and then you can set people up and then burn them later in the game, which I have a lot of faith that the floor, has really kind of brought that part of his game back into his toolbox. I agree. I agree. Another part of this game when you talk about was there were two different times where we had to bring Anders Carlson out in the field. And, and we needed him. And I was like, kid, this is a moment.
1: Especially after the Jordan Love sack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a big 48 yard. after yarder. that terrible James Robinson play. Oh, disgusting.
0: Yeah, I was excited to get him on the field. I Patrick Taylor is way <laughs> better than you. PT, he back. That was one of my... Um, Shout-out to James Robinson, Rockford's own.
1: RIP to that Achilles. Yeah, for, for one yard for two carries? Nothing yeah, Achilles.
0: dude tore his Achilles. I wish he'd be tearing up some yards, Luke. I, he He's washed, and it's I, very sad. It's, sad. it's very sad. I was teasing my dad before the game. I was like him and his girlfriend. We were we were talking about you know what we thought about the game and like oh it's gonna be rough and I'm like whoa 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 there's Patrick Taylor who had (laughs) two nice runs. Um, They were nice. Where was I on this this rant about Patrick Taylor? What were we just talking about? Come on, help me bring me back.
1: I got nothing for you, man.
0: Patrick Taylor playing the Chiefs. Come on, where were we before this? He had a nice run. Yeah, I don't know. We've never done this before. Let's move right, on. That's horrid. Okay. Oh no, 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 no! I'm back. We're good. Sorry about that, folks. Devin Mencha affects one American every single year, and that is me. But these are big moments for the kid. Yes, for Mr. Carlson. These were huge. Somehow
1: we ended up talking about Patrick Taylor because uh, yeah, because
0: James okay. Robinson and he's inferior. To well, really, Taylor. we're talking about the kicker. Both these moments, I was like, all right, this feels like this is one he might miss, or this is one where he really comes into solidifying mm-hmm. you know him being a, a staple of this team of this franchise. I mean, playing the Super Bowl champs when we we're what f- five and six and looked like complete doggy doo doo. And and the first kick was only forty yards, but that felt big. But that forty eight er like you said, after that was, after the love sack, I mean, that was game. Yeah. And at least gave us a chance at the end. Because if not, it was what about what, three point game? Two point game? Two point game. I mean it completely changes we probably lose. So shout out to you, Anders. I mean you did have a couple games where you missed some kicks, yeah. But it's all about how you respond, and well done, brother. Well done,
1: well done, Durs. Good job, bud. Um, we should probably talk about the penalties at the end of the game for for just a second. I, mean, right. I don't particularly want to, but I feel like it's such a big part of this last game that we we should address it.
0: So there was another. There were a couple penalties that were very bad against us that I didn't care enough to strongly remember. But watching the game today, there were some that I was like. Mm. Oh, I like think a, a the, PI on Valentine was complete it was bull. terrible.
1: I think the big thing was we got a couple called against us that would have never led to what happened with MVS.
0: Yeah, like it was a throw towards him, it was ticky-tacky, but he wouldn't have caught it anyways, not an MVS joke. It just The, where the he Valentine was. one,
1: the Valentine one wasn't really ticky-tacky. That was the, a PI. Oh no, I'm talking about the Valentine. Oh the Valentine one absolutely. Yeah. Um then we had the uh, there was potentially should have been. I've seen a lot of people kind of go back and forth on this. There potentially should have been a 10-second runoff after the fumble return for touchdown that wasn't. Uh, they had no timeouts. That would have 10-second runoff with a running clock. That's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. You got the MVS going out of bounds, or they gave him out of bounds forward progress when clearly he was going backwards. So yeah, that Fox made no ran. sense whatsoever. Yeah with 19 seconds left clock running no timeouts. Dicey, you get one play. Yeah. At that point. One play, run to line one play. Um and then obviously there was the Patrick Mahomes one. What do they call that personal foul on Owens? You cannot call that personal foul. It is
0: It's the last drive of the game. He is running for the first down. His feet are still both in bounds. Yeah, no part of him was out of when bounds. When Owens makes that hit, what yep. are you supposed to do? Ask him for T and just stop? Like we're trying to win a ball game here. Yep. You play to win the game. Yeah, play to win the game. What are you supposed to do? And now if he if he went for his head or something, okay. If yeah, but no, was clean. If clean he head. hit him when he was out of bounds. Okay, but that was completely clean. clean. So that's 15 yards. If 15 yards and down.
1: potentially. Potentially. Right, technically the rule is you have to be going forward out of bounds to stop the clock. That's, he, that's largely why Owens went after him, I think. He had
0: kind of stopped. like He was
1: beginning to he slow stopped. down. He stopped and got hit backwards. Mm-hmm. Potential running clock. Clock. Right? I mean, unlikely that they would, especially after the MVS thing, but potential, right? So all that put together, the game should have ended before we ever got to the MVS throw.
0: And I will agree that Valentine was definitely pass
1: interference. Definitely. I think what he had going for in his favor was he was very obviously playing the ball. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to go through the receiver to get to the ball, but you are allowed to fight for the ball. That's what I suspect kind of saved him, because he was very clearly trying to get to the football. He still did it illegally, but I think that's what they saw Yeah, in well, real time.
0: You know, it, it wasn't the best play we've seen by a defensive back, but honestly, I feel like the penalties just even themselves out so there's no asterisks for me here. No, and we, then
1: at that point, right, it's not like that wins them the game. They still have to score the touchdown, which okay, they probably do. Get the two-point conversion and then we end up in overtime. Like that's it's not one of those scenarios where that single play definitively ends the game. Absolutely not. And they went for a two-point conversion earlier and we stopped they, them. Yeah, they didn't get it and Pacheco was out by that time. Mhm.
0: And I mean against Detroit the week before we stopped them on what, like all four of their fourth down yeah.
1: conversions. So it's not even guaranteed they get the two point conversions. So.
0: No, our defense has actually done a nice job of doing the whole Joe Barry Bamba don't break lately. It was it was just crazy that that's something that we've been you know preached to so many times. But against Kansas City, like it it worked enough. It Everyone always talks about against Kansas City, you know you can't be trading their touchdowns for your field goals. And in the first half, it was exactly the opposite because yep. they would go down and then we would sack or disrupt the play and they'd be settling for field goals and that was the difference in the game not that ticky tacky should have been called no completely agree
1: completely agree all right so we got the giants next
0: the danny danny devito danny
1: DeVito. <laughs> danny devito,
0: the danny devito giants no it's tommy devito who always does the italian
1: you know he does because he's from jersey
0: he's from jersey i still want to say illinois own because he went to u of i
1: uh his last year yeah he started at syracuse that went to u of i
0: So, I uh, was telling you before the show that I forgot that I had watched the Giants-Patriots game. I'm sorry. Like, the highlights, just because, you know, on a Sunday night I get home. And I'm like, yeah, let me just watch, you know, random games, highlights. And as I was watching tape for this morning for our show today, I watched the Lions game, and I watched the Chiefs game. I'm like, oh, I'll go, you know, I'll watch the Giants game. And my YouTube thing indicated I already watched it. And I wished that I would have not watched it again, because that game was absolutely horrid. Horrid. They still have Saquon Barkley, who is a stud but they picked off Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, the Patriots quarterback, because the exact same person three or four times. This was a 10-7 final score with the Patriots missing like a 30-yard field goal to lose it at the end. Yep. I mean, the the Giants played us tough last year. This feels like a much worse team. Not having Daniel Jones, who was in a world beater, doesn't help. They do have Jalen Hyatt, I want to say second-round pick out of Tennessee, Tennessee, who I told Luke kind of reminds me a little bit just because of the number and how he looks of so Odell Beckham jr. Honestly, 13, he was DeVito's main target. I think he had a probably around hundred yards. He was just finding ways to get open deep down the field. So we can't lose deep him in threat. our coverage. He's definitely a deep threat. He's a deep threat. Um, they just—they don't have the horses they used to. It, the the dayball scheme isn't working like it did.
1: The defense isn't awesome. mm
0: And Devito is sacked like five or six
1: times. Like their offensive line is piss poor. It's not great. They put a lot of put a fair amount of effort into building it up. It's not great. They got KV on Thibodeau on the defensive side. I should have brought him up earlier. He's one of those guys with all the traits. It just doesn't hasn't hasn't come to fruition yet. yet. When he wants to, you yeah. know, type of thing. Physical freak, just when he wants to be. Um, yeah, no, they don't really they don't really scare me. We should win this game. That doesn't mean we will, obviously, but we should win this game.
0: A little bit of a trap game alert. I mean, yeah, on paper, 100%. On paper we are way better than this team, but it doesn't matter because we've still shown that we can absolutely just shoot ourselves in the foot. But on paper we are better than this team, especially if DeVito is playing. Just crowd yeah. the box, Joe Barry. Do not let Su- Saquon beat you. Make sure we're very secure in our zone coverage rules in the back end. And then on offense, uh, I'm not worried about about that defense. Yeah. Just score some points and we should be fine. Give it to Ben Sims, our best vertical throw tight end. Love it. Love it. And the Wicker Man, who
1: continues to be open and continues to make me look stupid, and I'm okay with that. I really am. That's, so am I. So am I. I feel like we should probably bring up a little bit of the playoff picture, potentially, kind of, kind of what that looks like for us going forward. Uh, not something I expected to be talking about a month ago. No, sir. But here we are. We are the seventh seed at the moment.
0: So we really need to win the rest of our games and run the table because I do not want to be the number seven seed going to San Francisco. So either we need to go up or they need to move around. I just don't want to go there. I think they're the best team in the NFC.
1: Good news for us is Minnesota is the sixth seed. So we got them coming up.
0: We'll see what happens with them with the whole Josh Dobbs thing. I know that the the train was really hot for them when they won three straight games. And then who do they just lose to? Where They looked like absolute doggy doo-doo. The Bears. Oh, yeah. (laughs) you look extra bad when you lose to the bears yeah
1: kevin o'connell their head coach was like we'll see if josh Dobbs comes back we're evaluating it if he's gonna be a starting quarterback or they're gonna play whoever else they have
0: because the dude that came in against us doesn't he hurt too
1: jaron hall yeah yeah it's um nick mullins i would i would take josh Dobbs.
0: like if i was a vikings fan i would want josh Dobbs out there instead
1: at least he's shown something nick mullins everybody knows what nick mullins is
0: but nick mullins was a big packer fan growing up i mean he's just going to be thrilled to be throwing touchdowns to guys in green yellow
1: i like the optimism so yeah going forward we have the easiest schedule i think in the league until the end of the season we play a bunch of nobody bears vikings bucks panthers giants yeah yeah we can do some damage here realistically we need to get to nine wins and i think we're we're safe in the playoffs i think so too um so we need to get we need to go three and two or better we're going 5-0, and, and that's that. That solves a lot of problems. Then we are definitely the six seed, 100%. And you know what's funny? <laughs> a 6th seed, we might get the Lions. <laughs> That'd be fun.
0: Last time we were a 6th seed, you know. You know. And if you don't know, then you need to do a little history lesson once the show is over. But until next time. Go Peko. Go peco.